What's up, podcast listeners? We're back. It's the Assholes in Headphones podcast. This is episode number five. Lucky number five. Lucky number five. So uh, this week I gave uh, Ryan the album 68, Two Parts Viper. And I gave Pat the album Matriarch done by a band called Veil of Maya. And we we cover this. It gets a little bit comic booky. It gets a little bit, uh, what would you call, zoologist-esque because yeah. I'm trying to figure out if a cobra actually is a viper. I'm a snake. <laughs> So we figure it out, though. Yeah, we figure it out. So tune in. Give us a shout. We got some questions. If you know the answers, hit us back so we can uh, finalize our lives before we die. And uh, other than that, hope you like it. All right. Enjoy. See ya. Now I understand that it's a heart of gold, but they will not know. For it's only once you're gone that they show Hey! What up? What's up? That was a little teaser for you. Those are called clavas, I think. Clavas. Clavas? I think they're called clavas. I don't know if they're called clavas. God damn it. I have a fucking, I have a confession. What's the confession? I did do for this uh, this episode. I did actually end up. I couldn't help it. I looked up some stuff, like technical stuff, or no, just like well, just facts about the things. Oh, and um, because we had an extra week or two, <laughs> we had some time. So I I actually looked it up, and you know what that is? Oh, you looked that. Oh, so you know? I didn't. I didn't look that up specifically, oh. but I came across it in reading about it. Okay. That's his uh, ring bouncing off of his coffee cup. Get the actual fuck out of here. Yep. He's, that's how the beat started. It was just that. While he was thinking, and he just fucked huh. with it. Was it uh, decaf or caffeinated? Probably caffeinated. I would think Judging so. Judging by the rest of the album, I'd say caffeinated. <laughs> for All sure. right, and that's the podcast. That was 68, and yeah. that's our review. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's... let's, let's, let's Oh, I guess let's start with 68 this time. Okay. Since we Deal. since we started with it. Deal. So that was my album. Um, so I think it would be remiss, or I'd be remiss, if that's how you say it, mm-hmm. if we didn't mention the fact that Josh Scoggin? Scoggin. That's how I read it. It's not Scoggin. Josh, sure. he was the original lead singer of Norma Jean. Yes. And he was in The Chariot. Yes. And now this is his band, and it's just him and a drummer. Right. And, and the drummers swapped out one time. Right. Correct? They're on their second drummer. But, uh, this, but this album, was this with the second drummer or the first drummer? This was with the first drummer. Okay. Because they switched in 17... I don't know. You know what? I don't specifically know. This album, by the way, is Came called out Two Parts Viper. Yeah. Came out in 2017. Two Parts Viper. I think this one is with the second drummer because... Their more most recent little EP they thing that they did. That's nope. the second thing he did with this guy. Okay. So I think he did the first album with the first drummer, and then they split, and this drummer's been with him for the last two. We we also should point out the fact that the drummer's Asian. 
Yeah. He's really good, too. He's really good. God um, damn. I can't get past the fact that he's Asian, and I don't know why. <laughs> why not? <It's>, I, mean, <laughs> I just don't feel like you see a lot of Asian drummers. Well, you not, just don't. not here in the States. No. Well, I'm there's sure you do in Japan. Of, there's probably a lot of Asian drummers <laughs> in Asia. Or Thailand. <laughs> or China. Or any of those Asian places. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, they also wear suits when they play live. That's another very critical. Shoot, suits and like, a, does he always wear the black glasses and look like a blues brother and shit? I have seen some stuff where he doesn't. So okay. I guess not always. But well, I like the look. It's a way. look. There, uh, I didn't look into this and maybe you did. So obviously it's just a guitarist slash lead singer and drummer. Right. How does he get bass? I don't know. I was going to ask you that question. Is it a special pedal? I was going to ask you that question and it, from everybody I've talked to, like, cause I talk to people about the albums and stuff. If they know anything or listen to things, uh, I was talking to a buddy, Chris of mine, um, recently he had never heard of this band. So I put it on while I was tattooing him and he said, but there's bass. And I said, yeah, there's bass. And he said, well, what is it? I said, well, could be like maybe he's got one of those guitars that has like super like toned down, down top string, but I don't th- but I don't think it is because it doesn't. I mean, a lot of this guitar tone resonates with me like Nirvana does Ooh. in a lot of a lot of times. I have Nirvana in my notes a lot. Obviously, yeah. for some obvious reasons, we'll get to right. Um, but yeah, like it, it's a very traditionally tuned guitar, from what I think. Like, so I don't think it's that. I think it's. But there's there's times in the album when there's obviously more instruments, and I think it might just be him recording over. There's definitely some over. samples and maybe some loops. when they play live, maybe it's just a backtrack for the bass, or I I or maybe it's a a pedal. It's an effect on a pedal. Like I think that's a combination of all those things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really, I really wanted I to imagine. hammer that home for you. Yeah, it's a combination. It is a combination. It's and, gotta be. Uh, Fever three three three. Um, that's another band that yeah has that no basis, has no yeah. bassist, um, and so two, gu- I, two guitarists or is it just single guitarist, single so? guitar single drummer and then single uh, yeah. or just a vocalist all. singing yeah yeah but Which yeah is, they get the bass on there too so it's got to be a pretty common pedal or effect or something if that, you know the answer chime in on, I'm sure I'm sure on the Facebooks knows. or the Instagrams yeah I'm sure somebody knows but uh, so these guys um, just wrapped up their tour with every time I die. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they, Josh sang on um, All This and War. All This and War. And man, his his voice, obviously throughout this whole album, especially, it's just fucking cool. It's just. He does have a very distinctive voice. It's, it's distinct. It's creepily familiar to Keith in some, in a lot of times. Yeah, it's weird because when you listen to that Every Time I Die song with him on it, mm-hmm. it it's, you know, really first apparent. Times, first couple times had no idea there was. No even, clue? Yeah, none. Yeah, it was. It's very subtle. Once, well, I mean, you get it once you know it's there. But before, I was just like, oh, "That's eh, he's just screams a little different, right?" You know. Yeah. But that's uh, which yeah, I suppose. And, he, and even on this one, there's some a couple. There's one song specifically. I don't know if I. Oh, I think it. I think it was No Apologies. I I feel like the the track No Apologies, at least in the first like minute or so, sounds so much like. Um, one of those tracks from from Parts Unknown that every time I die I did. Oh, no apologies. Yeah, just, just the beginning. Just faded in. Do you remember from Parts Unknown album? Eat it. I gotta This part that. of his vocal? Very much. Yeah. All of it. I love that he barks. That's in yeah. my notes. 
I mean, it's not a traditional bark. It's not like a. It that that to me is like a. It's like not a, an arf. That's a punk rock pump up. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hey, that's what that is. Yeah, it, it's like half knock loose and <laughs> yeah, and uh, half bouncing souls. Oy. Yeah. like yeah, definitely. If, if it if they met in the middle, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that sounds a lot like that from parts of No Mountain to me. But yeah, I could totally see it. That's I, not, hearing it right there. Yeah, that's not the main reason I came to like this album though. But it's before we go further on it. Can I just point out that the title is two parts Viper? but there's a fucking Cobra on the cover. Yeah, that went right over my head. I didn't, <laughs> not a snake guy. <laughs> I mean, is a, is a Cobra technically a, I think a Viper, Viper is a, I think not all Cobras are Vipers, but all Vipers are Cobras. Is that how that works? I don't know. Like I should have not all, up. not all, uh, Yamahas are motorcycles. Wait, all, well, never mind. That was going to be a terrible analogy. <laughs> Skip over that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, that's a good. That fa- I don't know. Is, like that's a cobra. I I only know vipers as being like. Uh, it's you a know, family though. I don't know. I could be wrong. I think I think a viper is a co- is a cobra, but is a cobra a viper? I don't know. We'll find. We'll 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 jump in. Somebody Google that, Do that please later. Got Google. Um. So <laughs> that's cracking me up. So we just realized. <laughs> Uh, right before we started recording too was that something I realized right before or earlier today before recording uh, I reviewed the digital deluxe version you did and you just I reviewed just the the regular thing yeah so there's three extra tracks son of a bitch summertime blues that's the plan anyway and one thing however I found to be true is summertime blues just a cover of summertime blues so I you know I was starting to google that I think I got distracted but it's got to be. It sounds like a Beach Boys song or something. Like yeah, what, that, what would, it, that would be it? like a, the Summertime Blues. You well, know the Summertime Blues song? God damn, I almost got to look that up now. Is it really? It's just called Summertime Blues? I think so. I mean, that's what the the chorus is. Ain't no cure for the Summertime Blues. Is that would that? explain why like, it's very different than the rest of the album. <laughs> so There's a lot. Like, Eddie Cochran just, has the Summertime Blues. Blue yeah, ch- it's the. I think it's that that main one. Yeah, that one. You don't know this shit? You don't I know do this know this shit. Here's you... theirs. No. No. You'd have to hear the chorus, I think. Interesting. It breaks it down. No, it doesn't have that in that. Um, it wasn't a great song. I didn't love it. Okay. Uh, I'm glad I didn't hear it then. Fuck, that would have ruined it for me. Well, I did. My first note on that song is sounds like another song. <laughs> so I guess it is a cover. I don't okay. fucking know. But uh, it also has some <laughs> Hendrixy guitar. Just like another song. Just like, <laughs> just, sounds well, you like know it's... when you listen to a song, you're like, I fucking know this goddamn <laughs> shit. What is this? I don't know what it is, but it's another song. Yeah. Okay. I, I get it. I don't feel like you missed anything there. Okay. But uh, I will say the last song on your album would have been a tragedy to miss, which was What More Can I Say? Yeah, that's my favorite track. 100% my favorite track. Um, the Nirvana guitar sound right at the beginning of that thing um, just really kind of starts it off strong. Just mm-hmm. So much Nirvana all over this that thing. That tone is, is, is straight Nirvana tone to mm-hmm. me. Um, but... That one made me well up. Did it? Oh, yeah. I could see that happening. 
Um, one of the things that I think it was really resonates on that song for me and this whole, this whole album is that he's very um, honest. Yeah. Honest to a fault like this. And I think this is a, a reoccurring thing with the bands that you give me. Yeah, there's definitely themes for both of us. They have like, uh, yeah, it's it's really raw. It's very raw, very like, just here. Yeah, and which I is which I think is resonated also in the fact that there's only two people. Right. You know, you can only be so, you can only be so real for so long with a lot of people. The fewer people you have, the more real you can be. Absolutely. I guess you would say. So I think that's resonating in the in this little group or this album <clears throat> and his uh delivery, I guess, with the lyrics. It's just it's very much Nirvana in that aspect. I think that's what I loved about Nirvana most. It was not only the simple by design right. that you mentioned before, but um the way Kurt was unapologetic with how he was. I mean, he wasn't trying to sing a certain way to be a certain thing. He was just saying and singing whether you liked it or not. And that's what I see with this guy too, with Josh is it's very, ugh, you know, and hundred <laughs> percent, uh, it's face value. Like there's just no, there's no, it's, it's face value in the best possible way. I think face value gets looked down on sometimes. So like, oh, oh it's yeah, just it's face for sure. Value. It's not very, so no, it's not skin deep or whatever, you know, it's just skin deep. It's just face value. No, it's, of a matter of him putting everything out there and that's his way of being there. You know, he's not internalizing much at all. Well, and on that same note, like before we started recording, I was kind of saying how I'm trying to condense my notes in a more comprehensible version for me because yeah. I struggle with, <clears throat> I, I know I feel a certain way I can react to something, but I don't always understand why. Yeah. So when bands like this are easier for me to digest because Sometimes when I listen to some of the bands you suggest, mm-hmm. they're philosophical or they're they're so complex that my special person brain <laughs> really, really struggles. Like I know yeah. I still like it, yeah, like a lot, but I don't know how to unpackage it always. Right. So I think that's interesting because there's been a, a pattern of the bands you've suggested where I'm like, God damn, is he smarter than me? No, <laughs> no, not at all. That, that general that, feeling though, like where I'm like, yeah. well, this is just like dot, dot, one, two, three, four. And yours is like seven yeah. tenths. Right. Pi. But the, the one, two, three, four, there's, there's a, it's a different type of passion. I think yeah. is what it is. It's very like using this to get out what's in instead of, or not instead of, but, and not so much, uh, polishing this craft right does that make sense yeah that, you're just doing it uh, the way it comes out naturally without overdoing it right don't overdo it don't and and for a lot of people uh my friend rob for instance and uh just a lot of a lot of my friends in the past like that that makes better music than anything else just the pure raw honesty of it and that's um <clears throat> Actually, when reading through things about this, uh, about this album, I think it was, what what track is it where he just there's a lot of words. So there's is one it, where he speaks the poem. Yeah, that one. Um, so, that was is it no montage. Life has oh, crap. I made it. I made it. Life a note has of, its design. No, I don't think that's it. Crap. 
whichever this is where a producer would be nice so i don't go dead air as i try and scroll and uh well i i did read that like there was a, a small little note on that where he was saying that so much times the <clears throat> the music is used to like come in and like boom the music hits and creates this background atmosphere passion whatever mm-hmm. that supports everything so he instead of going the opposite way where the the lyrics die down and the music builds up and boom hits and it's carrying you. He wanted to do it the opposite way. I got you. Music die down and have the words just carry you. I think it was <clears throat> no apologies because there's that. Yeah. I made a note that said death poetry jam. Yeah. Well, I got the blues, but the blues ain't got me. In fact, we all fall asleep in Act 3, so I'd like to panic, but I ain't got the time. <laughs> That's good eyes. shit. I do. I do like that. last for nine. One of, my, uh, one of my notes on that one was, it's interesting how many times, not just since we've done this podcast, but in general, I notice uh, vocal vocalists or lyricists, who, who's ever writing the song, the musicians being curious about what song is going to be played at their funeral. Yeah. You notice that? I haven't. In, uh, but, I mean, you you might now, but just... Yeah, because I mean, he, he definitely makes it, a, he's, a reference to that. It says, um, when they take me away, what songs will they play? Um, I hope it's all right, and I hope it's something true. Yeah, that's fucking badass. Yeah, it's like he's he's almost kind of like what we were just talking about earlier. He's looking for... Peer recognition, hundred percent. And so the people that that make music, if you're bearing a musician, musicians should be coming by to appreciate that. And if that's the case, what song are the musicians going to play? Absolutely. Hopefully, it's a song that I also agree with. Otherwise, everything I've been doing is fucking hit and wrong. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> well, so, well, have you had a chance to see any interviews with him, with Josh specifically? No, I didn't. He I is a. He is an interesting guy. I'll have to say, you know, knowing my personality type, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd want to be in a room with him too long. No? Yeah, and I love this album. I really do. It's great. And their music's great. But Meaning he's, like he's so arti- sensitive? artistically, I don't know what the word is. I don't, I, don't have, I don't want to label it. But when he talks, he's like, it's like he's speaking a different language that I don't understand as a human. Like, I appreciate his music and I know how it makes me feel great. Yeah. And bad, and all the feelings you should feel from music. But, like, do I want to hang out with him at the bar and have beers? Probably not. I don't think we're going to, we can't communicate because he's like a fucking alien. Right. He's, he's just bizarre. And he does seem to have, like, a really, that, that's the other thing I was going to mention when I was talking about things being simple by design almost and on the surface. It seems and feels and sounds that way, but um, I feel like he's got a lot more going on that kind of delivery makes you feel like or can can lead to thinking like oh this he's just got it figured out 100 percent. this just makes him feel good and this is this is as deep as the dude gets but maybe there's it's so deep he doesn't give a fuck about the technical aspect and there's there's more to this that's because that no apologies 
it gets so poetic. Every single line can be read into, we could fucking dissect that thing, this entire podcast, that one track the whole time. And really, I don't know how many times I've heard it in the past three weeks. And it's still, I still get stuck on certain lines. Like the shadows are only getting longer. That's the sun's going down. My life's there's a reoccurring idea on this entire album of an underlying common theme of like death or dying or maybe not wanting to die, but being curious what happens when I die. Um, when I, when I leave, what's going to be left behind? What are people going to see? How am I going to be remembered? And that I think is a pretty common thing in art in general, if somebody's making something, but it's, it's very apparent, at least to me on almost every single one of these tracks, he's mentioning something about that. Yeah. There's definitely an underlying theme. Um, And dying is a huge part of it, <laughs> which I can guarantee he's going to fucking die. Uh, yeah. So the, the one track, I think it's the third track or the second track without any words, only crying and laughter. Third track, third track, um, the Nirvana song, it's, which is, yeah, it starts in like a, at first I thought this is kind of like minus the bear, but then I went deeper and realized that a lot of minus the bear sounds like Nirvana. So I'm <laughs> going into like, yeah, what's your chicken or the egg? Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess, um, it's reminiscent of it. Even, I don't know if you noticed too, but it even mentions in the lyrics, he said, I'd rather burn out than fade away. Yeah. So that's where I just was, got the total, like, so my first note from the opening, the opener from it was just like, made me think Nirvana, the distortion. Right. And just this the general kind of distortion. Yeah. So, so I made a note of Nirvana as I'm just going back and listening to it from the first time I listened to it. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd rather burn out. Obviously, Kurt Cobain's suicide note. Right. Um, Which he was quoting, too. He didn't say that first. He didn't. No, that's a he was quoting something else. That's been said for fucking so, years. That's an oldie. Like yeah. one of those when you can't quote who started it. Yeah, it's just been passed down, passed down. But it, either way, yeah, that was the last line of his suicide note, I think. It made me wonder, I mean, is this song about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana? Maybe I thought I wondered that same thing too because as it gets as it goes through the song, it's so blatant. Even the way he screams sounds like Nirvana to me. Yeah, I mean, I never really he, moved past that thought that it was either a song about Kurt, Nirvana, or both, and that's it. <laughs> right. Like an homage, if you will, or... And maybe it was. I didn't I didn't read more into this. I haven't heard any more into that, but it's, it's hard to not get that from this. <laughs> well, you know, he says, uh, never wanted to lie. But tell him I'm doing fine. Yeah. So, it's like I'm listening to Heart Shape Box all over again. Yeah, you know, and I mean, with, you know, everybody knows Kurt Cobain. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it makes perfect sense that it would be, but you sure hate to label it that if it wasn't. Yeah, I don't. Um, but <laughs> I, I thought there was a really cool. Um, if he's, if, if that was not at least thought about while writing this song, then we might be, we might have found somebody that's on the exact same wavelength as right. that man. Yeah, they're Reborn. fucking spirit animals. <laughs> yeah, they're spirit animals. Uh, he says, I've paid my dues, but the bills all remain. Mm-hmm. I fucking dug that a lot. It rings true. And I'm a, a sucker for a one-liner, you know? Like, uh-huh. just, it doesn't... Me too. You could have said that in the middle of something, uh, the context that made no sense, and I'd be like, fuck yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for a one-liner and album artwork. If there was a viper <laughs> on the cover of this instead of a cobra, uh, yeah. this might have had me at hello. But it's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. I dig it. 
Yeah, we're we're simple people over here. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't take a whole lot. Um, yeah, that song was solid, and I do just think when it boil, you boil it down, it's just about Nirvana, and I'm gonna just stick with it. And if it isn't, I don't care. That's how I'm gonna interpret it, and everyone else is wrong, okay. including him, <laughs> including him, including the person that made it. Yeah, yeah. Come come at me, Josh. I'm sure you're listening. This life is old, new, borrowed, and blue. So immediately references weddings. Mm. You know what another thing I'm finding in all of your things? It's a lot of heartbreak. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hurt little You're, boy. <laughs> you, got, you got some stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about seeing a therapist, but, you know. But I'm, instead, I'm just going to drink it. It's yeah. Funny. Keystone, you're my therapy. <laughs> the song, uh, or the lyric in that song that says, my past has voices that stand on their own two yeah, feet. Yeah, I've got that in my notes, too. That Ugh. was a fucking bad ass. Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, how do yeah. you come up with that shit? That's... It, that's that's real. where that's where his mind is. That's why you can't talk with him at the bar. I can't because he's that kind of a person. I love that shit. It's it's cool. I love that shit. I love it. Talking with people like that that can put things in perspective like that or just say things like that. Jesus, <laughs> it's like literally. It's like a good painting for my ear holes. For my ear. It's sockets. like a yeah. It's like I see a good painting that just fucking makes me. Bleh. But that in my ear holes makes me do the same thing. Like, damn it. Voices that stand on their own two feet. You're fucking right. We've all got those. Yeah. And it's, and it's this, it's the shit that he's like, I feel like he's talking about that. Like that's the stuff he doesn't even want to talk about. Yeah. hundred percent. Something he did in the past or something, you know, my past has voices that stand like he doesn't talk about them because they still scare him. Which is fucking see, like awesome. A, a tall, shadowy like terrifying creature in the corner that's my past and i don't want to fucking talk about that guy well especially <laughs> when somebody's like you know laying themselves out on this album mm-hmm. you know the, his vocal performance is just so raw and then obviously there's context in the lyrics and stuff and then you got some shit you don't want to talk about it makes me want to know yeah. i mean you if you're going to talk about but really would you even know he'd probably tell you you fucking break down before you'd even yeah, that's conceptualize true. it. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I was wrong. You know no, what I need. You're right. No, you that's, know what I need. That's true, yeah. Um, I have to say, uh, there was one song on here that was a fucking dud. Which one was that? Um Was it the, one of the three that I don't know? No. Okay. No, it was in it. Uh The Workers Are Few. I thought it was a total dud. It's got a really western kind of feel. That was my I don't know. Is there, is that the one where he really doesn't say much? So he, I didn't, it's not in my notes and I'm trying to like, I listened to it a couple times and it was, I was just done. I just couldn't re revisit it, but I did write down. It sounds like butthole surfers, even though it doesn't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's some stuff there, but I don't think it grabs you like a, it's not as catchy or no. there's some, there's some tracks on this one. And I think what more can I say was like that for me. Part, part of that track was like it for me in the beginning, the first couple times through where I almost felt like, God, you're just mumbling over stuff. You, not just mumbling, but like, it's one thing to hear like a scream. And then there's other stuff where I feel like, are you just talking over this? Like, I'm interested in what you have to say, but it's, it's distra- the music is distracting me. 
So when it died down on that one on no apologies or whatever, and it was just him, I was like, Oh fucking thank God I can listen to you. <laughs> um, and then, but the more and more it goes, it's just, I think that's more of, uh, speaking to that type of writer. Like he's a person where maybe the first time at the bar, yeah, you can't talk to him. Right. But after knowing the dude for like three years, he might become your best friend. You know, you just got to know how it clicks. So, well, and that song is a build up. I mean, it, you know, it, yeah. it's really getting to this end. Again, this is Pat's inside. My dreams. Oh yeah! I still believe we can. Yeah, that one's a fucking jam. Yeah, it's real emotional for me. That one gets jam. me every every time. That's in a my constant. You know, like I have my liked songs playlist. Mm-hmm. That one is just on. That's the song that got me into this band. Was uh, death is a lot, or what more can I say? What more can I say? Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly. You know, I I do have to tell you how I found out about this band because I wasn't a Chariot fan. Okay. And I actually just recently barely started to actually listen to Norma Jean. Really? Believe it or not. Um, Letter Kenny. <laughs> Fucking the show <laughs> Letter Kenny. It? It's it in, in it's in I don't remember what episode, but uh yeah, oh, it's, it's in the show. That's how I found him. Well, good for them. So, and by the way, that's a great show. If you're not watching oh, that, fuck. Yeah, we, we, finished, your life. we finished the most recent one recently. Last season was a little yeah. I fucking liked it Did still. You? It's fucking funny. It wasn't the worst, but um, No, but they're Whatever. <laughs> I liked it. It's, it's good shit. Um, Interesting, though, where you find bands sometimes. I mean, yeah. from the strangest places, especially now because it's so easy to just click Spotify, this? hit Shazam it on a TV show, or yeah, and boom. Yeah. It's in your, your ear balls. And that's a... I mean, this... I haven't... I hadn't listened to any of this album. I don't know how many times this album popped up on my... You should probably listen to this. And I thought... Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially if, you know, first thing I was like, oh, album artwork, two parts Viper with a Cobra. Now I'm lost. Yeah, because I mean, Fuck we you. we we that's part of our <laughs> podcast here. I mean, the album the album uh, cover art is uh, isn't it's not good. Well, I it's mean, it's fine. It's not good. It yeah, it's a substandard drawing of a Cobra and uh, a little sticker in the corner, <laughs> or it could be a sun. It looks like know. the sticker they used to put on CDs at fucking but it looks Best Buy, just, you know, it sale. It looks worn enough. Yeah, it looks worn enough, though. Like, it looks like it sounds. Yeah, fair fits. enough. Fair enough. Looks like it sounds. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I like it now. I appreciate it now. But You had to get the full picture. I had to hear. I hadn't heard 68 at all. <laughs> Which shocks me because you are uh, a Norma Jean fan. I like every right? other band. There's Weird. a there's a whole bunch of different like tree branches that could have taken me to 68, and I just for sure avoided it. <laughs> I just didn't do it. You made a conscious effort to I avoid did. this. I consciously skimmed past it. Said not today, Satan. Not today. Meanwhile, he's listened to Bayside a hundred thousand oh, times. Oh my <laughs> god! I actually deleted it from the playlist. <laughs> it was over it. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. But the the first so the first track with the tapping, I thought yeah. that was rad. Um, the when track number two, whether terrified or unafraid, come in. That I counted back from twenty Mississippi. Yeah, that fucking got me right away, and I was like, "Where the fuck have I been?" Super. This is why I'm doing this. This is super catchy. Rad. Yeah. Also, he made a, a a name reference again. Um, if you hear my name, 
it'll be too late. He says in the first track, eventually all, um, eventually we all win. Mm-hmm. He makes a, a reference again. Uh, I don't know if I wrote down the actual lyric, but he says basically that same line. And if you see me, it'll be too late. Yeah. In, in whether, terrified in whether or... terrified or unafraid, huh. he says it again. Like, and it, which is weird that it's track to track, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's on purpose. I don't know, but it kind of was just stuck out like a sore thumb. There's gotta be a, well, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't here for the writing this, but as far as I know, there's there's always a little bit of thought put into how we lay out these tracks, track order, right? For sure, of the album. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> if not, you should put more effort you just into your work. Just record them, and I did that on Tuesday. Put that second. <laughs> yeah. and that's fine. That it's happened. Um, though one of the ones that stuck out, other other than I counted back from twenty Mississippi and let the chips fall where they may, because that hits nice. The hope is a four-letter word I wrote on my fingers when nothing else came close. Yeah. I don't even know if he has his... Does he have his fingers uh, tattooed? Not that I've noticed. Are they those but, knuckles uh, tattooed? can't say... I don't think he does. I would say no, but I could be wrong. I don't know for a fact. But that one stuck out for me, too. I'm um, standing alone, but I'm making it out. <laughs> I like... Uh, I could have been anywhere, or anyone from anywhere, but I chose to be me from right here. I, I dig that. Yeah. I like that. So confidence that's a uh like a solid to me that's a solid conviction of i've made a choice yeah this is just i've chose to be here i'm here and i did actually read a a little side note on this and he didn't say a lot about this in the little thing that i read and i think it was old it was back when the album was released so 2017 there, there might be more written on it but uh he mentioned a time being sitting in his car uh, when he wrote that specific line, I could have been anyone from anywhere, but I chose to be me from right here, sitting in his car with the thought that if I die tonight, I want this to be laying next to me for someone to find next to me. Not even heavy. It's not even heavy. That's not lame. <laughs> he, just, he just said, you know, if, if I end up dead. I want these these words to be right next to me when they find me. So but I, he he said I'm not comfortable in talking about it any more than that at this point. I think that's why I like a lot of the bands, like you said earlier, that I do like because I have like this. Um, I don't know the word. I never know the right word, but <laughs> like I live in a in a rom com or a drama movie or something. Like everything's mm-hmm. you just feel like constantly. Like, if I could write that down and put this in the car, if people knew how emotional I was right now, like, it'd be so poetic, and people would be like, wow, that was just like a movie, a line from a movie, and then blows his brains out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that weird combination of, like, pain that you feel and depression and stuff while also thinking you live in a fucking movie, and you can write something like that. When people die, it's going to make it all worth it. Like they found this 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 yeah. note next to me. Like, well, you don't get to go to your own fucking funeral, dude. Right, and but you see, like, there's the helicopter, the drone footage pans out. Yeah, from the, the car, whole scene, and there's like people running up to the car, and oh my god, he's dead. And then they reach in, they find the thing, and then the camera zooms in on the fucking the letters. score, the music in the background. Dun, dun, dun. That's your life. Your life is a musical. It really, you know, it is. And the problem is, when you get older, you realize that's not how it is. Yeah. But you realize that you romanticize very it much. Yeah, it's but that's what uh, that's what makes things. Oh, God, that's that's getting we getting too far off here. No, I'm just my my mind is 
rolling faster than my words. <laughs> um, that's that kind of thought process is what makes the moment important. The sad thing, I think, like you mentioned, when you grow up, you realize that's not how it is because you realize, well, okay, we've all seen that movie. And then it cuts and the scene goes to the two kids playing in the fucking playground or the, the, the homies are the guys that the guy that just fucking died in the car and they don't even know it. And they're just drunk fucking some horrors or something like that. Like it's life still goes on. Exactly. That moment is just that moment. It's only as, as important as that moment. It could make or break a person. It could make or break a, you know, it can scar you for life or it can positively change you for life. But that one moment is just that. Exactly. But the romantic idea of once like that moment to be living forever, that moment to be what it is. It's like, it's like a high, like it's something Dawson's else Creek, in a way. man. It's Dawson's Creek. It's like, <laughs> don't you get you know? me started on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, so, but then also I think that there's a, it might just be a little bit of our, uh, our culture because over in, you know, you say over in Europe or Spain or something like that, like, Romance is still a thing, like uh, poetically wooing your lady or whatever, right. or the one you love with like poetry and flowers and things like that is still, I I think it's still a lot more passionate over there. It's really looked down on, or not looked down on, but it's almost dead over here. You know, uh, it's still nice to see, but you don't see it in our culture. We're too, we're too busy. Much. We're concerned with other shit. Right. We don't have time for romance. No, we're, we're making money. Pleasantries, like. Get up, making money, go to work, these and things, and yeah, and come home and stick it in your wife. You know, right? They're not worried about like the how the table's going to be set up for dinner. Absolutely. Like, how many candles do I have? Or well, you don't need candles, and the rose petals a little cheesy, but <laughs> it's gonna fucking say what it needs to say. You know right. what I mean? Um, that that stuff gets lost over here, and I think this type of idea or the letter in the car. That's what they make fucking stories out of, man. Like that's what they make. That's why they're movies. That's why they're stories. That's why they're songs because that's, that's where shit is. If we didn't have that art, wouldn't be a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, and and it ultimately for, is what makes music so amazing to me is the, there isn't that moment without this, the sonics of music, which is lyrics right. too, but like it all, it, it's supposed to make you feel that way. Mm -hmm. That's why pop music's good, but it doesn't have the same effect if there's not that real, real emotion behind it. Like you want someone to be suffering (laughs) for your, for your pleasure in a sense. It's just the, the need to know that you're not alone. Yeah. And I think that, that it's, it's a bummer that the calloused, the callous kind of tough guy, business oriented thing has kind of muted that over here for us the um because the old like the the real country singers i mean they're they're lonely right they're on the fucking plains they're you know running cattle or whatever they're alone by themselves all the time like that's the same type of thing that's where they're writing that stuff from but to to put nowadays country against that country kind of shows how the idea of country has changed it's not the it's not the same anymore no Totally different. Technology's making life too easy. We need to we need to struggle a little bit more. Yeah, don't touch my phone. Don't touch don't, my fucking don't phone. Don't touch my fucking phone. My Spotify's <laughs> on there, asshole. Yeah, don't fuck up my my suggestions. All right. 
No, I think you're right. You're right. Uh, Which is why way, I picked really Britney Spears for next week. Awesome. With so. the with the with the python? Yeah. <laughs> Was it that totally? One? <laughs> I don't even fucking know. The fact that you know makes me mad. Did you see that I followed Britney Spears I, on our fucking I did. Instagram page just for fun? It was suggested, and I did it. And yeah. I gotta say, wow, she's a fucking mess nowadays, huh? It's uh, it's bad. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah, I, uh, Ryan is the Instagram guy for this podcast, and that's why there's not a lot on there. But I did follow Britney Spears, and that shit is nice. Yeah, I went on there. Shortly after you had followed several different people, I was like, "What is he fucking doing?" Yeah, I was just hitting some hitting some buttons, but like, I did go down it. the Britney rabbit hole a little bit. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, when I logged in, it's weird. Uh, what else do I have on this? Oh my god! Yeah, wrap it up. Wrap it up so we can get onto this. No montage. Death core. No montage. The song. No montage. Yes. There's a lyric in there that says, "Good fathers are hard to hold." Ooh, I bet that hit you, huh? That got me. I was like, oh. Oh, man. Why is that? I was wondering, is that speaking about like how society's painted a... Tough guy. What a good father should be? Someone that's hard or rough or like null of emotion and meant to just to protect and supply for the family, like not... Don't show any weakness because you can't be weak. You need to take care of shit or like... Or is... I think there's probably a, a, a lot of answers to that. But I think that's probably the biggest. Good father's hard to hold. Like he's hard to, because he'll, I mean, I'm just speaking in generalities here. Like a good father would be there to hold you and hug you, but to actually hear what you're saying and like open up to, well, like we're, we're kind of, we end up being, like I said before, like cows, we don't know how to share our emotions. You know, it's hard to do. Maybe he means, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Or just when you're, when you're, told your whole upbringing or just around you that you gotta your job is to make this this happen for everybody i mean i've run into that myself personally with my kids and i try to be as open as i can uh, to a fault i think sometimes i talk to them a little more like they're adults than they're actually children and i probably shouldn't use some terminology or uh just assume that they know some things that they might not know uh but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think maybe I just could have waited a little bit longer before I did that. Um, And in a weird way, that's me opening, you know, being able to talk to them about that. Right. And being able to talk to them like a real person. I just want them to always know that dad's always said this stupid shit around me. You know, he's, (laughs) he's comfortable in talking about this stuff, whether it was weird for him then or it's weird for me now. It's, it's cool. You know what I mean? And that's, it's a weird balance that I try to play, but, um, I don't, you know, being a father, that's why I, I don't want to be, don't want to be hard to hold, but at the same time, I'm okay with it. If, if everything turns out and I know they're okay, <laughs> it's, it's <Right>. weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Well, it's a complex uh, relationship being a parent. I'm sure not, yeah. not being a parent, but everyone can relate because they have a parent. So yeah. Being a parent isn't being a friend, and it's not like it's not. Yeah, it's two completely different things. You got to be able to to be the be the dad, but also you want to be the friend, but that's not your time until they're old enough to be your friend. What if he was being uh, even more literal, and it's like a good father's on the road working? I know this is out of Same. left fucking field, no, but I mean, no, that's that's a definitely a physical explanation. He's yeah. he's out he's out providing yeah, was, from his children. 
thinking that too, like the, like providing he's, he's hard to hold because it's, it takes a lot to work a lot and raise a family right now. You know, what if the father <laughs> oh, man. is a woman? That's it. <laughs> same i think same what if you have two lesbian mothers and one's the dad that's the fucking explanation i think it's the same really i think you run into the same existential crisis right <laughs> uh, uh, he had a, uh, another one in there the my hands are weak they're a soldier with no war that was fucking cool i thought that was really cool yeah um also there was a very little if no guitar store uh distortion on that track which i liked and it ended with a piano yeah, that was one of the ones where I was thinking, oh, there's so much more going on here. It's oh. definitely dubbed over with a bass guitar. There was a lot of something. sampling, I think, and a lot of just pedal effects or yeah. uh, post-production effects, whatever you want to call them, because it was, it was, it, it kind of stood out as a different song, and I liked it a lot. But the the ending was, I like that piano. I think it's piano synth. I don't know what it would be. And then the little synth, yeah. Kind of artsy, kind of cool, kind of abstract. There's um, the, I don't know if I read this part or if it's just, so I don't know if my brain is recalling something that I possibly read or if it's just my thoughts, but I, I'm going to say it's something that I read just so I'm not taking credit for something. <laughs> yeah. That don't plagiarize. Yeah. I'm not, uh, but I'm, I want to say I had a thought on here that I wrote that says, the uh, the name no montage i think uh i think that i read he's kind of talking about how we we don't have back to your movie life you know if we want to achieve something or we want to do something we don't have that montage point and, you know we're being yeah. raised in a time where everything is quickly easily accessible and it just happens but we don't have a 30 second montage to learn how to box right. or learn karate you know, or learn how to build a house or whatever the fuck it is. We ice skating, to, that's a very popular one too. Oh yeah, ice skating, that one is good too. But we we don't have <laughs> that, so we really have to put time into committing to something. And maybe that harkens back to the good fathers are hard to hold because he's working so hard to make that happen. And that's what makes him a good father is because he's doing that for you. But, right, you know, he's, he's out and about doing it. There's no montage that's going to just make all that money into the bank account for the family. I like, I like that you were able to grab that out of the song title because that's just, sometimes I find, I don't, I, I leave the title out. The title is a marker sometimes for me. And so it in does some, in some albums it has nothing to do with right. what's going on. So that's, that's a good way to look at it. I I'd also like with. to add that these titles um, were way too long. Um, <laughs> we haven't been saying the full track names on these cause there's some in parentheses <laughs> like, uh, Shorten your titles down. That's the only. Uh, if I could just you give just a want, little bit you of want to do the one word thing. Little, con- yeah, little constructive criticism. Sixty eight. If you could just, <laughs> just, just knock those down a hair because they are just a little cumbersome for me. I, I like it. I yeah. even like Death is a Lottery has three dots before it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's hey, whatever, poetic. whatever floats your boat. You know, it's your, it's your album. You can do what you want. But, it's, uh, uh, what it's about the, the ooh and the us? That's great. Did you like that? Yeah, I like that shit. It never rubbed you wrong. Nope. Okay. There was a couple times I was going back through and I was like, it's getting a little excessive. No, I've I've all, I always like that okay. shit. Cuz I, I think- hear like a even even in like the deathcore and the metalcore scene and stuff, like it's not a ooh ah. Uh, sometimes they go bleh, yeah. and like they're barfing. A lot of blacks. I've, for a lot some of reason I like the black. <laughs> 
I don't know. There's sometimes where it's like, mm, that was a forced black. Right. But the thing with these is they're just, he's just in it. He's just getting it. Woo. Yeah. Well, and I definitely wow. would like to see these guys live because it just looks fuck. I don't know if you've seen they play facing each other. They don't face the crowd. Oh, I have seen the setup, yeah, yeah. which is great. It's cool. That's awesome. Probably exactly the way they're practicing. 100%. Just right, because you're not going to stand, stare at the wall. Like, no, no. Just fucking turn and address the, yeah. It just is, a, and it's the kind of band I think it'd just be fun to see live. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's there's plenty of music you listen to where I'm like, uh, seeing this live is going to ruin it for me. Yeah. Or it's just not, uh, it's not like a live kind of band. That I right, w- but, that but I, these that, guys are. The energy's live. This 100%. Is you know, the, I have seen a two-piece band. I saw Local H once, and that they're a two-piece band. And uh, I saw them down at Bar Deluxe, I think, or something like that. And I was surprised how full that sounded. Like, the sound was really full. The same type of thing. He's getting bass and guitar and stuff from just him. Right. And I don't remember how he sets his stuff up, and that's a totally different topic, but... Um, I would imagine that the the energy and the the atmosphere at this show is thick and a party. Yeah. Still. Yes. Deep, but it's kind of it's good shit. Definitely worth seeing. Uh, they are touring with Corn, or did just finish touring with Corn. Yeah, that was a weird team up. I thought super weird. I read uh-huh. that, I caught that just before we started podcasting, and I was like, huh? They were yeah. with every time I die. Now they're touring with Corn. Right. Weird. I don't think feel the corn like audience like, is going to appreciate them. I feel like there's seven, eight years in there that they skipped. Like you could have found <laughs> yeah. another something. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. Well, well, unless you've got anything else for the sake of getting on. Getting on. I don't, have, I don't have anything fashion. else. I don't have anything else. I do have to pee, though. Okay. All right. He's going to pee. And then up next, which will be a blip for you, Veil of Maya. And we're back. Ryan pooed his pants. Oh, God. It was bad. <laughs> I made Pat smell it. I liked it. <laughs> weird. Strange. It got weird. So Ryan's selection was Veil of Maya, album's Matriarch. Came out in 2015. Bands from Chicago, Illinois. And they like comic books, yeah. video games, and he got it. other nerd shit. Um, fun fact, <laughs> before we dive into this, Veil of Maya is put in the death core genre sometimes I, yeah that's what i that's what wikipedia told me when i went down the, okay the wikipedia. sometimes it is um but veil of maya had two albums before this three different maybe? lead singer yeah and this is the first album with the new singer the scene hates this album <laughs> i remember you telling me that when you gave this album yeah. to me a couple weeks veil ago of my uh fans hate this shit so there was, my understanding is, because I, I haven't, had not heard of this band at all, never even mm-hmm. heard of it. Okay. And when I Wikipedia'd it, found out about the different lead singers and several mm-hmm. lineup changes, but right. uh, this is the first album with clean vocals. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably a huge reason. Huge. They hate it. Yep. Which is a and huge reason it was palatable for me. Right. I, I imagine that. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I don't know if it was just because of the time the time frame that I got into them because I did hear their older stuff and I have listened to their, their albums before this, but I never really dove in. This one just, just fit at right. the time. And it's one, uh, one that I actually bought the hard copy of and I always go back to it. So I fucking love it. 
not just like before I even looked into lyrical content, before I looked into what they were talking about, anything deeper than just how it sounded, I fucking liked it. So if we, if I could just touch base with the the album yeah, yeah. artwork, um, I hate it. <laughs> you, you said you really didn't like it before, and I was just wondering if that was going to change. Yeah, no, I have a strong dislike for it. And I and your response when I told you this initially was that you know the how many armed god or, or uh, yeah, it's a kind matriarch of like, like a Hindu. I think it's I think it's reminiscent of like the Hindu design where like the more arms they have the it's more the, powerful it's they the are goddamn stuff. colors is that what it is it, it's so it's so anime like it's so Japanese anime comic booky like yeah it's totally totally it's if I can be honest it's with over you, the top if anyone yeah thinks I only want you to be honest yeah I have to be honest <laughs> it's it's bad and if you think it's good you're wrong <laughs> that's it. and that's it. This I, is just, I, it's just too much for you. I'm not a huge, like, I don't get real super hung up on album artwork at all. Right. You know, Except it's usually, a, it's a place marker for me. Like, I see it as recognizable. I know that out, al- what that album is. Right. This one stands out. It's just, it's just, just bad. It's just bad. Huh. But the album. I don't hate the album artwork. It was, it's loud, but it's very, like, when you get into this genre, it's not that different. Right. And a lot of, I mean, there's like Born of Osiris albums that are like this and like, also, for, it's yeah. it's very genre. It's very typical. yeah technical. Well, and, it, and fucking yeah, it's bright, it's glowing, it's fucking bleh, it's in your face, whatever. This album made me realize I I'm trying to like categorize genres, which is stupid. You shouldn't do that. But right. as as we're doing this podcast, and I'm thinking more technically about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like as you have like rock and roll like guitar-based music at the top, and then it kind of branches out to like metal, hardcore, punk, those sub-genres. Okay. I realized listening to this album, I'm not really a metal guy. No? More of a punk, hardcore, yeah. kind of, or that kind of rock and roll. Because mm-hmm. metal is, you know, if you get if you played it for some other people, they'd be like, well, they're all just screaming. I'm like, but it's different. There's different kinds of metal versus hardcore versus post-hardcore versus right. screamo. And so when I first listened to this album, I thought... Yeah, man, I, I'm not really like a metal guy or a gent guy, mm-hmm. but it won me over. <laughs> you give anything three solid weeks and it'll fucking win you over. It just goes to show, <laughs> like any good relationship or marriage or friendship, <laughs> you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. You got to try to see it from all sides. I, I it, it really did take a minute, though. I mm, think I need to I make imagine. that very clear. That's what I, I was kind of assuming that. And yeah. it's like, I'm going to throw this at It's like different than well it's not that different from beloved it's much more genty than beloved was yeah but uh and there's i think there's a lot more layers that's just what this band does there's a lot of shit there (laughs) it's cool i like that they (laughs) named all the tracks are after like anime shows yeah the fifth element yeah Uh, lilu was from the fifth element yeah uh what is the last of us i found this on the internet the last of us is a video game okay so ellie yeah, was I've named got, after. Yeah, I've got like synopsises of what they are and things like that, but um, so nerdy. And that's what I thought was cool. About <laughs> I was fucking right? rolling the whole time because I'm like, but Ryan likes this when shit. When you uh, when you first listen to the album without diving into it, 
would you have even thought? Not in my wildest fucking dreams and, would I have and thought. And lyrically, when you go through it, would you have even pulled it out? No, no. it's fucking baffling. Yeah, I, and that's what I thought was cool. Is like, so they're technically like wild musicians, right? Um, and they're they're laying layering things together, and lyrically, he's so invested in the well, I don't want to say the nerd culture, but stuff in the nerd culture, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's so invested in the stories of the fifth element and the stories of, um, you know, Elfin Lead or the, the last of us and and things like that. He's so invested in these that he's able to look at it from, uh, I don't know, third, fourth, whatever party perspective and write a completely different (laughs) song. Like he's writing it about this situation and it, he's obviously hasn't lived the life of Ellie or lived the life of Lilu. He's not the fifth element, but he's like putting himself there. Cause these things take, you know, they hit him so, so hard. He likes that shit so much. Like right. the, the, the more I tattoo and the more I, I'm uh, just open to h- how other people are experiencing things and what they find. Cause it was always art for me. Art, art was where I connected. Art was where I did this. Da, 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 da. I didn't really like care why somebody liked this shit. If I liked a video game, it was like, oh, that's cool. Cool, cool artwork, cool, whatever. Right. But there's that culture that does like Fan X and all that Comic Con and all that shit. Comics are so much more to those people. It is like, it is what art was to me. And these, like, these characters take on full on like, it's em- like embodiments, you know? It's like, like a religion. Yeah, yeah, and like... Like a figurehead uh, in religion. Yeah. These characters. And I don't don't, think... Because I don't get it at all. I'm not a... Right. Never read a comic or... I don't think like... I mean, I've read enough comics. Like, I I read comics as much as... Well, not as much as the next guy, but I I mean, I'm reading Ninja Turtle comics right now. No shit. Are you really? (laughs) Yeah. How old are you again? I'm 38. Cool. (laughs) And there's a... (laughs) There's a ninja, a, a series of Ninja Turtle comics called The Last Ronin, where three of the four turtles are dead and Splinter's dead, and there's one left, and he's avenging the family. It's fucking bananas. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Don't spoil it. I know. I know you care. Don't spoil it for me. You know I'm going to go get it anyway. Yeah. Uh, once I like so the matriarch, I was like, okay, this is the female stuff, and I kind of noticed like, all right, there's some like female-ish names on here, right? Um, Daenerys, fucking that popped into my. That's head That's about right the only one I, other than I, I well, I didn't realize Lilu was Fifth Element, but Daenerys, I, I did watch that show. Daenerys and uh, Phoenix. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. X Men. Yeah, but, and I would have not known that though, had I not Googled it. Like I would have right. never been like Phoenix, like oh Phoenix from Marvel from Comics, X-Men, yeah. And even reading those lyrics, it doesn't say like he's not singing about like oh, and then you fucking fell in love with Wolverine. Like no, he doesn't. He's not telling you. It's not the the synopsis of this person. It's really just like a, a very vague very foundation. Vague, yeah, very vague. And I thought that was super cool that he could make this whole album that literally had me just gushing for probably two or three months over just how it jams and how the fucking cleans hit in and then how genty and weird it was like so weird kind of technical shit and i mean it to 
uh, at the sake of being totally fucking ostracized by the metal community i fucking loved this album you know which is stupid you have to actually make that (laughs) disclaimer yeah it is but um and i don't think it's it's like hated hated but the you know old school veil of maya fans hate this shit (laughs) so listening to this um the first couple times without the lyrics in front of me yeah aside from the clean vocal portions it's heavy enough it's it's you can pick some, a certain stuff out. It's not mm-hmm. too bad, but it's heavy enough. You you would struggle to pick it all out. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics when I started reading it are totally not really where I thought it was going. Like from, <laughs> from when you're listening to it, you're like, this is way too uplifting when you're reading the lyrics, like positive. You're like, yeah, I love that fucking any heavy music when it's like not like some doom and gloom. Yeah. Like, granted, there's some in there for yeah. sure. Which there would be with any of these stories. But when they're like... <laughs> I mean, a lot of these songs were incredibly uplifting enough yeah. so that I made several notes that talk about like almost how it was like Christian Rocky almost in a minute for a minute, like under oath kind of right vibes. And like, but these stories, they all have that. They all have a, a, a part to them where it's, you know, like Lilu, she succeeds in being the, you know, she is the fifth element. There's always the, the good. And that's, I find that in, in my in in my uh, vein of liking this style of music, there there are times when I just want to be negative, mm-hmm. and there are those bands that I just fucking love because they're super heavy and super fast and super negative and just dreary, but yeah. not all the time. And this uh, this album was one of the main ones that was like, it makes me feel good. Like it's ha- it's happy. It gives me that like heavy parts gives you the dose of yeah it gives me the the dose of like the heavy and then the genty like and i like that shit too but the cleans really fucking flip-flopped everything for me it was awesome yeah there was uh several and as we go through i'll point them out but like man uh it was good like his cleans sometimes are rough you know some of those some bands that are this style they'll have like cleans that just don't really hit the spot mm-hmm. or they're too too much or too little yeah this shit's just right yeah and this is there's the there's the little w- things that are almost like so clean that it's like it's kind of embarrassing in a weird way like there's a part in the i don't, I don't know how to say this name arius a arius arius a-e-r-i-s yeah final fantasy yeah it's the, the her name i don't know how to say it but at the end of that song it's just like a quick little like thing in the background he does this weird little it's almost like, like a weird run like, like a yeah like backstreet boy shit almost in some part and i was like wow well that track I is caught the one the headphones like oh god what the fuck was that like hopefully no but, one saw me listening to that because <laughs> that's the that's the track i made the note about under oath christian rock vibe that's what oh, really? my note is okay. in that track because the end of it is a little yeah a little it, even it gets for a, me who gets likes a little effeminate but fi- Final Fantasy is totally that way. I always well, ask, like, what the fuck is this girl doing running around with this sword? Well, I guess it's a that's dance. hilarious, too, because I didn't even put it together as I was doing my notes because I'm, I'm not seeing what track it was on, but I made a, a, a note about, like, this is a fucking Final Fantasy. It was the instrumental track, Matriarch. Um, I made a note <laughs> that it's like, this is the music in Final Fantasy, like the video game. Like, 
And the fact that there is a track, Eris, yeah. which is Final Fantasy, yeah. is fucking hilarious to yeah. me in hindsight. And, but I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's that's used in Final Fantasy. So, no. again, the band is all, this isn't just like the band making music and then the singer like, I'm going to make this nerdy. No, just it's like, just no, actually. We're, we're riding this shit too because we're into this this shit too but it's amazing to, to realize though there's clearly an influence of anything anything you do in your life will influence the other things you do in your life so mm-hmm. there's clearly in that the in, in matriarch that track mm-hmm. of a sound that to me was enough for me to just type down final fantasy yeah and then there so was. They, they i don't think they did it on purpose but i think the things you like in life and the influences yeah. in your life come out in your art definitely so that's funny to me because i just just am now literally putting that together <laughs> those two different <laughs> things can i can i play the um the intro the first song is it new and you and new new yeah. like literally new yeah and new and lucy are the same person actually the same they are well the same character they're it's she's a we'll just do that this bass is so genty Jesus H. Yeah, Christ. That's good shit. That is the most genty fucking bass this, uh, tone slap. I don't even rhythm. know. That's the guitar too. This this guitar player plays a guitar that doesn't have a head on it. Is it like one of the thirty seven string like animals' no, as leaders? It's like seven or eight, but there's no. I think it's a seven, but, but there's, there's no, no head on it, so it's just like two by four, and it just comes over the edge. Um, but yeah, Lucy and New are the same person. Okay. Yeah, because I do see this elf, Elfin Light. Is Elfin Light is that's the name of the show. It was like a one series. So it was a, a book. Like there's always the story before these things, but then they, they did a series of this, and then it got canceled, I think. But so, um, new. It was Lucy, and she ends up dying in the end. She gets shot in the fucking head. Nice. I think it's with like a big old like 50 caliber machine gun or something. And it fucking blasts her in the head and her like helmet gets destroyed. Her helmet's like and falls off the cliff and shit. But um, it's she turns into this. Fuck. I remember it, it's, a, it's a weird kind of character where I'll just give you the synopsis of the thing. The whole story is about it's an anime series about a race of mutants that um are born and they, they evolve and they're highly motivated to kill human beings <laughs> and destroy Jeez. all of mankind in order to create a new world for their own species. Um, but they're, they're mutated humans to begin with. So, <laughs> cause they, they were infected by this specific diclonius is what the like things called. So she's a- like half that and half human. And she, is kind of doing this battle between like wanting to kill everybody and not. Okay. <laughs> Which is a, con- I mean, this whole album is like a, uh, a constant battle lyrically. The dichotomy between the, the it's good. It's good singing. versus evil. It's, you yeah. know, it's every, I mean, pretty much every track is literally like good versus evil. I don't know. That's the <laughs> simplest way for me to sum yeah. it up. It's, you know, and it feels like good wins. On most of these, yeah. or tr- at least is on its way to it's to got winning. A good, it's, it, it ultimately has a positive vibe, I think, because they just these guys are having fun. They're not fucking 
I mean, the, some of their other albums are kind of angry and stuff, but it's a uh, this was a fun album. Yeah, the, there's a lyric in uh, new that the first track they claim the end to be imminent. Though we live on is it? shit, I'm I'm blind. Though we live on infinite. Yeah, they it's claim like, the end to be imminent. Though we live infinite. Yes, I think I. Fucking read that tricky words. Poorly. Also, I believe I typoed it in my notes. So oh, okay. that's why I just butchered that. <laughs> so, but uh, I feel like that song was like coming to terms with th- like a meaning of life kind of thing. Like there was like a narrative of like, why are we here? Is it worth it? Good versus evil. Does it even matter? That kind of thing. I could be totally wrong. Well, I think that I think that's kind of an underlying kind of flow through that whole story of what's there is once you know we take a lot of shit for for granted until we're we're threatened, right? right. So like once this race of mutants is trying to kill off the human race, then we start appreciating our lives and and what we have. So, and then you start thinking about what is, what lasts forever, what is infinite, what's, you know, right? what do we have to, to hold on to forever. And so fucking nerdy, dude. So nerdy, but it makes you think about some crazy shit. It does. Cool. Cause as I, I mean, like I'm, as I was listening to it, like you said earlier, it, it isn't blatantly nerdy as no. I'm trying to break it down, especially now that you're explaining some more stuff I didn't realize. I'm like, God damn these nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Damn nerds. But, I mean, I remember once I found out about the, the nerdiness of all of these things, and there's still some I haven't lit. Like, I, I haven't watched uh, the the one that 350 is from. 350 is a character from a show called uh, Y, The Last Man. Like, the letter Y colon The Last Man. Okay, yeah, that's what I and, have here. Uh, it's a She's a a character called 355 sometimes referred to by other characters as just simply like 350 is what they call her. And she's a secret agent who's part of this ring of uh, a mysterious United States government agency that she's like working with and stuff. But that was in the beginning. That was one of my favorite fucking tracks. I still haven't watched the show, but it fucking slaps, dude. There's a, (laughs) this is fucking great. There's a track. There's a million roads that lead to some or to the same place. Is it the means that all along the way that awakens? Is it the means all along that awakens us? Yeah. I have that in mind. You do? Mm-hmm. The same thing? Yep. The million roads that lead to the same place. Yep. I have that right there. I thought there. that was really cool. Oh, there. Uh, uh, and that's the one that also says perception of life is perception of soul. I have that too. Embrace what's to come. We ne- we may not live eternally. Only Eternity to return. Only to return. Only to return or forever alone. Yeah. Like, they're just... The... I was listening to a lot of, uh, let's see, I was listening to a lot of Alan Watts when I first found this album, too. You ever heard I'm of I'm not Alan? familiar. He's not a, he's not a musician. He's a, just a, fuck, I don't know what you call it. He would do, like, uh, like seminars. A oh. Yeah, he's like... A, Inspirational speaker kind of type, or yeah, like a but, Tony Robbins? No. Okay. I mean, yes, but no. He's not, like, going to tell you how to make your life better. He's just going to talk to you about life. He was a, he's like, like a, a philosophical. Zen, yeah, exactly. A philosophical speaker, I guess you would say talking a lot about like Zen Buddhism, but he's not a Buddhist. So hmm. it's going over things. But anyway, 
that life uh, or that line perception of life is perception of soul. That really hit me because I was in that moment at the time where it was just like how you perceive. I mean, I've always thought that, but there, there comes a point when things become clearer to you than they were at other times. It's crazy. It was like fucking only four or five years ago that it finally fucking got me. But uh, yeah, how you perceive your existence is the only reality that you know. 100%. So, which is I, why we think we're trapped in a turtle's dream because it doesn't really like it's it is just the perception of your reality. Yeah. Cuz it's it's different at different times in your life. That's why you can have a good day or a bad day just you literally have to decide what you want to do. Um but that so that line and the way it's delivered he's like singing, he's screaming slash cleans. It's like fuck. It was uh, it's a really good one. Got me. And like I said, I still haven't seen that show. I haven't even looked up where I can find it. Internet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, Are you gonna play that part? I, uh, that's what I was just about to pull up. I'm like, now that we have technology, I can usually you actually find do that to like, yeah, it's towards the towards the end. Pull it up. The hardest part of a music podcast is finding it tuned in the fi- right way. Finding it uh, the the place where you want it. Just giving everybody a little taste of what it is. That shit though, that fucking chorus was that the that was the that wasn't the line. No, it's <laughs> further on. <laughs> God damn it! Pat. It's actually very lyrical. So there's a lot of lyrics to scroll through on these to find the spot. <laughs> The fact that you could do that, though, is good. I, I should have made a note amazing. on the time, but... We'll skip that part, because yeah, anyway. it's going to take me too much work to get it. Anyway, it's good shit. The, let's see. Sometimes I can knock it out of the park. You just click it on. It's right there. I almost started Attack on Titan, too. The The first single off this album was called Mikasa. Mikasa? Mikasa. And it's... It's an epic battle, according to my notes. banger is what it is. The whole album is, but this song... They played this when I saw them live, too. They closed with oh, this one. Oh, you did? Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. I liked, uh, I liked they said, uh, align the stones to form a message in the sand. I just like the way that. Yeah, and I'm, that probably has something to do with the show. I haven't watched the show, but I'm, something tells me like. But one of my notes is, again, in this song, like many other songs we've talked about, like light through the fucking clouds. <laughs> the cleans like pierce me. Like. Bing. <laughs> well, this is the most radio-worthy song. And it was their first single. Like, this so. thing... Yeah. Could definitely... Would be the most catchy to an average listener. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's... That hits. That slaps. Uh-huh. That's and when that's on, like, volume so high in your car and you just jamming and it goes yeah that's my favorite i honestly i think it's the best all-around track on the album really from uh like easy uh, easy to listen to easy to comprehend just catchy Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you do denarius is fucking banger too like that one's got a lot of catchy stuff on it too and that is a cool name man that was a good show yeah everybody knows denarius game of thrones story yeah um but the part where he says, and what we take must be given back. What we take must be given back. And we are life and we are death. And of course, we are all of the rest. I can cue that up. If you that can. was, yeah, that was her. I think that was 
generally her vibe in the story too, right? She was always trying to bring slaves aren't slaves. We're all equals and we just do this together. Nice. That last word. And of course, we are all of the rest. So that one's it kind of... It almost felt like he was like, oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, and of course, we are all of the rest. That actually, that, that whole segment <laughs> kind of sums up the nerdy part. Like, it's like when it gets a little too, like, rushy, like the band Rush. Okay. You yeah. know, like where it gets kind of <laughs> nerdy and technically, uh-huh. you know, like, like, you're like, ugh. It kind of gives me, that stuff gives me a little cringe. Yeah? Yeah, when you're like just trying to, like get this little, oh, let's just pepper that in there. They need that little bit of information there. <laughs> need that part of the equation. It, it, that part's probably the only part that gets a little cheesy. But knowing that story, I mean, I really enjoyed uh, Game of Thrones, and I thought it ended how it should end. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mad at the ending at all. I was just uh, mad you couldn't see. It was so poorly lit. I Couldn't mean, see what. Oh, literally the whole. Oh, the whole thing. You're yeah. like God. God who, how did this get past post production? I, I know it's winter time, but fuck, man, <laughs> I can't see anything. Jesus, the the part where it says "I will return to you" when I'm through with this, I swear. That was uh, that's on the Denarius song. The way it the way it goes, it just kind of resonated because she's always saying that. I think since Drogo dies in the first fucking season or whatever right she's constantly like yeah she's still alive but as they say like my moon my stars or my sun or whatever the hell he was he was the sun or the moon i don't remember but uh she's always living for that you know but she's got something to do first so she's like i'll return to you i promise i'm just gonna take care of this and free everybody do this whole damn thing it's kind of a ultimate purpose right ultimate goal it's kind of cool to have and the way it's sung in this, again, really fucking cool. <laughs> and, I, and I know it has nothing to do with the album, but uh, I'd eat her shit <laughs> to see where it came from. <laughs> well, I mean, you almost do. Yeah. You almost do in the show. That's true. <laughs> you see pretty much. Oh, oh, sorry. You just love that. I do. Yeah. I made this she this whole a, album worth it. She is her. a banger. That is nice. It is very it nice. It is nice. Very nice. I I seem to remember Amanda even telling me that she got a little like teary eyed, not like horniness, but like the, the, the <laughs> moment when she comes out of the fire the first time was like super emotional for her. I remember that being like cool, but it didn't it didn't hit like it hit for it's her because women uh, re- respond sexually in a different way than men. Well, That's I don't know if it was. was even sexual. She just felt like fucking empowered. Yeah. Okay. Probably. I, I can, think I can I can bite that off. I don't know. Either way, I mean that's a that's a great show. This this album's just a, a really good uh <laughs> note for all of these shows. Yeah. If you haven't uh, seen Fifth Element or any of yeah, these uh, fucking like animes, you should get a little nerdy and let it go for a minute. Yeah, for our Patreon members, we'll be reviewing all these uh <laughs> all these nerdy things on our after show. That's right. For forty nine ninety five a month. Did you notice that the Phoenix really doesn't have any cleans? Fuck! It's one of the heavier ones. As far as vocally, it's one of the heavier ones on the album. You know, I don't have a note about that, and it's always hard to recall it at this very moment. Yeah, I, that, that I don't uh, remember it as that. But um, and it's got a couple cleans, I think. But it's not like it's one of the more 
raw, raw, raw ones. I do have to say that there wasn't an excessive amount of cleans in this. Because no. sometimes it's, even it's for a guy much. who likes cleans, probably lean that way more mm-hmm. than most, really didn't have a, a an excessive amount of it. No, I think there was, that's what got me in the very beginning. There's just enough to like keep me on there. Yeah. This is Phoenix though. Ooh, that drum. Yeah. That shit, that's that's good. I almost flipped the fucking table over. <laughs> that just now, so or the first fucking time. good right there. <laughs> like that double bass. If that distance doesn't fucking just uh huh. Oh, and when it's live, you can feel it. Oh, it's in your chest. You're like God. So deaf people are even having fun here. They can uh-huh. feel it. It's like Mr. When Holland's the dudes opus. Are up there, and there's just hair flipping around too. So do they really do the full good, spiral head thing? Really, with well, the, hair? The, the one guy does. does the, the other ones doesn't have the hair, but I mean. Uh-huh. The singer shaves his head, I think, but I didn't really get to. Uh, for whatever reason, didn't really see pictures of these guys. I don't know why, but uh, look, how do you they, feel like their look is? They look kind of like they hear, they sound. Yeah, yeah. The look matches the. Yeah the the singer's uh, shaves his head, I think, or he had short hair last time I saw him. Um, but also when I saw him, he does. I he's not just one; he's both. What? He's doing like both parts. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think there's there's help with the screaming parts or someone else might Backup. help do the cleans, but he does both the cleans okay. and the singing too. For some reason, I just assumed it was... Two people? Two people. Yeah. Don't I ever make an assumption. I remember thinking, wow, you're really shifting, like seeing them live and you're really shifting gears like that. Well, I can't. It's got to be incredibly... Locally, good. you're shifting gears from whoa to that clean just like that back and forth right so i i read something that said that uh that his screams for quote-unquote deathcore being a deathcore band mm-hmm. he's a screamer which is more which isn't really reserved for deathcore uh screaming screaming yeah he should be growling right so is that is yeah. that a problem for the uh su- the super fans yeah i mean that too it was uh the whole the vocals in general on this album were a thing so weird how there's like a like an expectation super picky. super picky can you imagine going to the, like their support group on wednesday night and they're like no sitting shit. around drinking coffee and eating donuts bitching about this album ruining their life yeah in their and, mother's basement and, <laughs> i can't believe this band would fucking do this and go this way so mad about it like but i guess we've all been there what right? about the fact that they made an album still true but and I, it was the is from what I understand, it was an amicable separation. So it wasn't between, like a big to do that. No, I think they had an idea. They had an idea of what they were going, like the band did, and the singer did, and he just he wasn't about it. Okay, he didn't want to do this kind of vibe. So and they're just like. So he he split, and I I don't know what he did afterwards. Um, I mean, he was great for what they had before, but I think they just wanted to go with more of a clean mixture of vocals with the other stuff and he just wasn't about it so it's it's a they were friends it's not like they hate each other so if that's the case then why can't the band's key stay with the band (laughs) or the fans like stay with all right you're changing things up a little but now we can now we can love you and we can love what he does if he does anything else you know i mean i guess i'll I'll play devil's advocate here and say like um like thrice would be a great example for me where like their latest album um I just don't like it anymore. 
I mean, I'm not, not I'm not pissed. Like yeah. some of these guys might just be genuinely pissed, but yeah. uh, no, they lost me. Hmm. I'm I'm kind of out. You just don't like it. I just don't like it, and uh, so that's disappointing because right, they're my favorite band, <laughs> right? But yeah. I mean, being mad's a little different than just being like, yeah, you yeah. know, I appreciate that they went the route they went. That's their choice. They didn't stay in the same, you know, mm-hmm. box that they it's, they didn't pigeonhole themselves. I think it's quick to just like. At least in the the metal community, just that sucks. <laughs> Fuck them. You suck. Get out of my face. <laughs> Mom, be <meatloaf. laughs> Everything from here on out is pure garbage. <laughs> I just but, can't imagine being that fucking just that cynical. I don't know. Maybe it's not yeah. cynical, but especially because we mentioned it earlier that sometimes you gotta go through shit multiple times because even with the thrice comment they're like i'll mm-hmm. probably go back and like it yeah i just at the, it right now or at the time it came out it was just like eh, yeah. mm. right now it's not it's not working for me yeah. i'm in a different headspace for this you'll end up liking it but sure uh will. yeah don't like toss in the trash you know i mean veil of maya is amazing <laughs> <laughs> did you know that uh phoenix is what marvel would call an omega level mutant we're going to nerd you out right now. Yeah, almost. Uh, yeah, I was going to tell you. I do know. I don't. I didn't. She's one of the most powerful genetically potential, or one of the most powerly, powerful, potentially, oh, fucking whatever I'm trying to say. The wow. mutant. Her ability. <laughs> her ability is the most powerful. And you have children. I do. So you've had sex, which goes against yeah. everything I'm hearing right now. I think now. it was an accident. Oh, okay. On cool. her part. I just want to clarify. But I got it. <laughs> Jean Grey. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, well, to be your fair. Your wife's a bigger Amanda, nerd than you. Yeah, and she loves Phoenix. Does she? That's her fucking jam. That? Well, other than Phoenix and, and Rogue. She really digs Rogue, too. My buddy Tyson that you know. Yeah. His dog's name is Rogue. After? After Rogue. After Rogue. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Can you touch Rogue, the dog? Oh, I touch Rogue all the time. Oh, shit. Loves peanut butter. Oof. Weird. <laughs> there's a i have a little note can you here. not touch rogue no that's her thing that's her thing she'll it'll kill you that's why she always wears gloves and she she's oh. uh seriously like emotionally fucked up because she can't have a physical connection with anybody without pulling their life force oh or sucking their power interesting yeah interesting stay away from her yeah mental note that's why uh wolverine's the only one she can really get close to because he has a healing factor so it doesn't hurt him as much as it would hurt somebody else so she can actually like touch him a little bit have like a physical thing but he's more like a big brother not like a fuckable toy wow (laughs) this is the most diverse (laughs) podcast on the internet (laughs) people are learning things they didn't come here for right and that's what we we care about the community but see how deep these comics go you thought it was just a dude with claws and a chick that couldn't touch shit i mean if i'm being if can i be frank yeah i did yeah that's what i thought actually Yeah. yeah so i am learning and there's actually like if you want to get crazy deep into the Phoenix, she technically could have disassociative identity disorder. Multiple personalities? Her main vulnerability technically was that if she became emotionally unstable, she would lose control of the Phoenix within her. So she's Jean Grey. She has this within her. So her main problem is learning how to control that. In the movie, Dark Phoenix that just came out, they go up, like the X-Men are up fucking helping some lost fucking astronauts or something and she gets blasted with like a solar flare and it gives her like the fucking power i think that's kind of weird i don't think that's 
That's kind of, that's kind of, I think that was easier for people to understand other than like she was just born with this fucking rising fire that could destroy the entire world. They had to have a literal thing they could show. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But the, uh, the lyric in that song that stood out was my dismembered soul reassembles. So that's just what a Phoenix would do. It's going to die and then yeah. reborn from its ashes. But that's essentially what she's doing too, right? She's trying to balance these, this inner thing within her. To, and not kill everybody. I liked the, uh, or like I like the overlying theme, overlying or underlying. Anyway, uh, ex- basically that they're like accepting the fact that the world is imperfect, evil in some ways, but becoming a better person despite it. I kind of felt like there was a yeah a, a narrative there. That I think was in like, all these stories, I think good prevails. Yeah, or it's trying to prevail at least, and maybe they're pushing it that far with the taking it to that point for these stories that haven't been fulfilled. Ellie is interesting. Like the story of the last of us is interesting. Cause it's like a post apocalyptic, like there's zombies and shit. The game's really fucking cool. From what I've seen, I played the first game. I didn't beat it, but I played the first one. And I have to say just on a side note, the opening that that game opens and there's like a 15 minute, almost like a movie that you're watching that starts the video game before you actually start playing to kind of introduce the character in the background. It's the most fucking heart wrenching (laughs) opening scene to a video game I had seen to the point, uh, like to that point. I thought, I don't even know if I want to play this fucking game anymore. (laughs) Like I'm almost just like fucking spent. I'm just going to throw this, throw this controller away. Go, go to bed, drink some whiskey, go to bed. You said it, but I I just, I must've missed it because I don't know. Did you say on tell, tell you no, on The Last of Us. Oh, The Last of Us. Okay, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. You got to keep in mind you're making these references to things that I don't actually know that are a thing. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, it's, fuck it. If, if you have a PlayStation, that would be a fun one. Or if you're a gamer at all, I don't, you're probably not. But I like the use of putrid in that song. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> like, Doesn't he say it like a, a like a fucking barf? shit ton, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is putrid because in the, in the, the game, it's a, it's a, like a fungus, like an airborne fungus that turns into dust and you breathe it in, you turn into this okay. fucking zombie and your fucking flesh falls off and shit. It's putrid. I guess we should also specify the last of us is uh, the game, but the track is Ellie. Yeah. The track is Ellie. Yeah. yeah. So Cause Ellie is a character from the last of us. Yeah. The putrid, like, I don't, honestly can't think of another song on the planet. I've heard the word putrid used. Like it's just you need you need to listen to more deathcore. I, apparently, <laughs> I'm I'm learning so much, dude. It's, I mean, it just it fucking is good. <laughs> putrid. Do you notice how long he carried out that last note on the very clans, long. What is, so his clean vocals that he's carrying out, Mm -hmm. what the fuck does he sound like? He sounds like a very, there's another band, Between the Buried and Me? No. What the fuck is it? I don't know. He sounds like somebody. And if if you're listening and you know who it is, I want to know. I I can't put my finger on it. It's the same type of genre though, or like the same? Well. But it's now a times? Yeah. It's in the time we'd be talking? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I it, I don't know. I keep hearing it. And it's like if you played this his clean vocals, I'd be like, oh, I I've heard that band. 
Huh. There's somebody else that sounds really, really similar. Maybe it's him. Maybe it was in what he was in before. I didn't look. Maybe we'll have to dive before. down that rabbit hole and see. Maybe it's like. Every time I hear it, I, I just go, what the fuck is that voice? Like it, huh. It's somebody out there knows the answer to this. It's probably David Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Dave's ever even listened to this this band. Dave knows two things. It's that vocal tone and in excess. It's true. Oh, shout out to Brew House. <laughs> Brew House Coffee. Check What's it that? out. Check it out, people. If you like uh, fresh roasted coffee, uh, roasted in Dave's dryer that he converted <laughs> into a coffee roaster. <laughs> Check it out. It's strange how tasty it is. It's, gr- it's delicious. Weird. Tastes like dryer sheets. <laughs> um, the song Lisbeth, that one I haven't really um, dove into like the the story behind the name either. But it's a it's a show or a, a series called Sword Art Online. Yeah, I don't. I didn't look into what that actually was. So the the story itself takes place in 2022. Interesting. It was written back. I for I don't I don't have a note when it was written, but it was well before years 20, ago. Years years ago, right? Um, but it's written to take place in 2022 and in this hypothetical 2022 world um there's a virtual world taking over which that's is a little creepy fucking creepy too because the metaverse is coming up and everything is now launching and uh yeah which kind of plays into weird the lyrics, every uh, everything that I love is everything that I hate. If that doesn't play into technology, the metaverse, social media, to me, that sums it all up. Yeah. Like everything I love is everything I hate. Years ago, I was like, I, you know, you love where we, we got here. And it's like you now you kind of you hate what you love. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have this world that we have today. We wouldn't have be the ability to have this podcast or stream this music so easily. Yeah. But I fucking hate it. Because it's so, yeah. It's Well, in the story, so she's, you go into, it's kind of like a game. So you get, you go into this game and once you're in the game, you're in the game. And you have to level up, kind of go up in these, I don't know, imagine it just like a multiple story building and you have to like work your way up to the top. Um, So this, this character, Lisbeth, she became a member of this guild with three other players. Eventually she decides to become a blacksmith. And to level up her, and she starts to level up her skill. Uh, she then heard of a rare ore that could speed up the process, but it was in a dungeon that was too high of a level for her. So it was up too high and she wasn't there yet. So knowing that she wouldn't make it on her own, she convinces her fellow members of the guild to take her with her or to go with her. Uh, when she saw the ore, she got too excited. She ran up to it triggering a trap um she manages to escape but the other three members get killed in the process and in this thing if you die in the game you die in real life oh so it's kind of like a there fucking, you go kind of there's that whole squid game fucking thing going on right i was thinking squid games right as soon as you started yeah. talking about this so she's she's stuck in this game but she has this our reality um she's she's just mortified that she killed these other three people because she's too excited and acted on her 
acted on passion without thinking, right? So she becomes a recluse and becomes too afraid to go outside. So eventually she just lives in the game. She opens a blacksmith shop on the floor, like the level of the game that she's in. And um, she gets a friend and it goes more and more and more. But it's it's funny that she's, it's almost like a player one thing where she gets herself in there. Something traumatic happens, but it's happening in the metaverse or in this other world. So fast forward to us now. Fuck. Think about how these people that are diving into the metaverse are going to fucking start having relationships with somebody in Japan or something, and they're going to fuck something up and they're going to, it's going to physically affect their self, them in this world. Everything. It's, it's almost incomprehensible. It's fucking weird, but it's happening in this fucking story that they, uh, I think it got, the story got stopped after the first season too. Like it, it, there's not a lot of like support with these Started anime, anime things, you know, like it's, it either picks up or it doesn't, you know, but the idea here said in this and then fuck it's happening. Right well, now. I love that relatable shit where it was written way back. Here we are in 2022 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We just started watching the show last man on earth. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've on heard Fox of it. Yeah. with the SNL comedian. I forget his name. But uh, basically, it came out in 2015, and everybody on the planet died of a virus. No And shit. we're at this point now where are. it's like 2021 or 2022 on the show, yeah. and it's like eerily similar to COVID, you know, like right. op- except for everyone's not dead. Right. But, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love that, like, uh, not Seinfeld, The Simpsons kind of effect yeah. where, oh, they predicted this, this, yeah, this. Yeah, it makes you, in hindsight. it really makes you wonder, like... If, if it's that or the, the writers, so when you're writing this, like when they wrote, the guys that wrote Sword Art Online, like, uh, do you just pick a number? Like, I'm writing in the future, so I'm going to go, ah, fuck, 2022. Or are they doing some That's real gonna math That's going to be there. like 12 <laughs> fucking 13 years from now. Fucking sure. Who knows where we're going to be. Right. I'm going to go ahead and write this for that. Or were they really thinking, like, at the rate we're going, 2022 is going to be a serious fucking deal for us. And so they put this in there and being that type of animation and you know that type of technological advancement brain you know, right. like the, the guys that draw uh anime and like that type of thing fuck artistically they are it, it blows my fucking mind what those guys can do the i mean they're putting it into this style that isn't isn't my favorite but it's definitely uh advanced and holy shit, you know, if you look at that and you can't at least appreciate the artwork that's going into it, then whatever. But there's more than just like the illustration value. There's the, the graphic design and the, the, ana, the actual animatronics of what's going on and how right. they're doing it digitally and everything. Like, holy fuck. They're on a technical fucking wavelength that I'm fucking not at. Well, I mean, they're Japanese, right? Yeah, right. Well, they're on the forefront of technology. They are. Shit. Yeah, you know, what they lack in height. They make up for an artistic Fuck. talent. And You'd say that it's skill. surprising they're a drummer. <laughs> Don't get me started on the... I shouldn't have got back on the Asians. This is feeling real... Real racist all of a sudden. Yeah. Anyway, I, this this album is so fucking good. I like, uh, too, when they... Uh, the, other, the line in that track, uh, Have my ambitions led me astray or am I blatantly afraid? I mean... That, I got that one right there, too. Boom, baby. Let me bring that in. 
hold your place. I shouldn't have faded that out. I just, <laughs> I just cut off the still. good, the good part. <laughs> yeah. You, everyone, you, you almost kind of want to. You kind of want to like leave the whole track. Yeah, but we can't. Kind of want to, but now everybody knows. Like when you get to that point, it's about I wonder to. how many listeners too are just like, "What did he just fucking say?" <laughs> that's uh, what we're doing. That that's why we play these things so you can go back and. He said, "Have my ambitions led me astray, or am I blatantly afraid?" Right, and then it breaks, and then the cleans come in. Also, if you don't know, uh, we've talked about this amongst ourselves but uh, if you have spotify and you don't already know the lyrics are now integrated into spotify it's a real nice thing i think uh, itunes did it too oh did they did yeah they do it apple's doing it too i i'm a huge fan of that feature it is nice because if you're not really going back and looking at the lyrics are you really listening are you oh yeah okay i don't know if you're hearing it well you're hearing it. i say I that I, I look at the lyrics only you're hearing it for sure. I don't Very, know if you're listening. Very, not that often, which is uh, a technical way. So that song, Teleute, Teleute, I don't know how you say it either. It's Greek. Yeah. <laughs> it's Greek. Is that for, what it is? Name for death. It is a heavy song. Um, I felt like it was really uh, heavy in a good way, obviously. but Death like, was death was known in ancient Greece as this name, tele, Teleute, Teleute. Fuck. Whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I'm going to call it Teluti. Okay. Teluti. Teluti. Because I don't fucking have a clue what the hell, how you really say it. The the, th- she's a character from uh, DC Comics. Oh. So oh, all, yeah, all these names, obviously, if, if you haven't caught on, or, or the Matriarch album is talking about female characters in these things. So she is a DC comic book character, which I had to read into because I don't really do DC too much. No, you're a Marvel guy? Yeah, DC got really, I don't know. I have a hard time with DC. <laughs> I mean, they I have super, no really, I have no insight as dark. a, not a. They get super dark and I appreciate that, but God damn it. Like their the costumes are just super fucking lame. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> right. Visually. You visually saying I that is it. super lame. Right. Visually. I but hit their it, costumes are super they're lame. They're so lame. And the names, they got like Batman and Batboy. Supergirl and Superwoman and Superman. Okay. Fucking lame, dude. You can't just have one super and then just name it boy, girl, man, (laughs) teen, whatever, and have four different characters. I mean, come on. Apparently you can. Pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, Anyway, she, it's a, it's a, like a teenage girl physically. So she's in the Sandman. The Sandman is the story where this character comes into play. Okay. The Sandman is a, she comes in and she plays like a she's she looks like a teenage girl, gothed out, black hair, wears an onk necklace. Oh boy. Yeah. So you know this person, but it's it's <laughs> interesting because a lot of times like uh death is the grim grim reaper and it comes up and it's just off. But she's she's like pretty pleasant. She's pretty down to earth. She's kind of perky. Uh, she just comes in and talks to people, and she is death. And, Interesting. And Sandman. Sandman's a cool, a cool. But what, uh, what, what, what better way to package that? Yeah. Kind of a little. Yeah, you get to that point, and you're like, you know what? She's not that bad. Yeah. I like her. Let, yeah, let's go hang out before you know you fucking dead it. Dead. Pussy will kill you. It will. It'll kill you. <laughs> Telling you. 
Um, what about the thorns protruding from the vines? They penetrate. Uh, they penetrate deep enough to kill the fight. That was a kill the fight. Yeah. So, is that a metaphor for life? Probably. That's all I can guess. I don't know. I. I, I Just wearing you out. I didn't have time to you. refresh myself with the Sandman, but lyrically just reading that it would be like uh to print it to penetrate the what uh they penetrate deep enough to kill the fight the thorns protruding from the vines so i mean the fight of life the fight to continue on to do these things and the thorns just is it just the day to day done fucking get it yeah i mean that's it penetrates the fight i don't want to do it anymore maybe that's you know Regardless of what that means, I think we'd be uh, crazy to not not acknowledge the Zach Wild influence on the guitar in this track. <laughs> there's some, wham, wham, you know, yeah, the Zach Wild fucking lot, yeah. There's a lot of like squeals and things like oh, that. But I love that shit. You love that shit. I do. That between the squeals and the chugginess, I like that shit too. Um, with a smirk so pretentious too. <laughs> and that's that's the death. That's the yeah. little girl. Ooh, I fucking smirky. love it. That shit got me. Next time we talk, you're going to be out, dude, have you read this fucking yeah, weird comic? This shit is dope. <laughs> dude, I have I have so much luck with the ladies. I don't want to ruin it with nerdism. That's true. That's true. I don't want to. There might be too many too many coming to your front door if you do that I shit. I don't know. You know, come to think of it, I've <laughs> seen some uh, some videos and pictures from Comic-Con. I you might, might want to go down that I road? might want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> so this cosplay shit? This cosplay, that could be nice. These nerdy girls are how many? How many Lilus can I find at this uh, Fan X here? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I've seen plenty of that shit and gone, huh. Yeah. I missed that boat, didn't I? You know our buddy uh, Esteban? You remember Esteban? Yeah. Huh? He does that shit. Does he? Yeah. Uh, he asked me to help him build a sword once, and I said, I don't know how to do that, bro. <laughs> Not in my He's like, house. I'll do it. Just paint it for me. Said, oh, okay, it, it, it still uh, boggles my mind uh, just because it's, it's not something I hate. It's just something I've never been interested in. Mm-hmm. How fucking popular it is. Like, yeah. From just from comics all the way up, you know, all the sci-fi shit, all the Comic-Con shit. I mean, look at all the big blockbuster movies. I mean, they're all yeah. these, you know, now it's all comic based movies. Everything. I just would have never thought that it was Marvel so is, is vastly in. popular. Yeah, it's just the the need that people have to live these amazing lives, these things they can vicariously kind of explore through. But <clears throat> it's crazy. I thought that was that was cool too on this that being a so you think deathcore, right? Isn't that what it said? They said they, they said called, it was deathcore. It, they, and it, Wikipedia it does in, not lie. It ends up in a deathcore genre, or they did before, so, and their music before probably would be much more reminiscent of that. But so they're in that, they're in the deathcore genre. Immediately, you think black, dark, scary, fucking blah, 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 blah. But these guys are fucking nerds. They're people just like us. They're reading the same goddamn shit. They, I mean, they're watching The Fifth Element for fuck's sakes. Everybody's seen The Fifth Element. Again, Bruce Willis playing. Somebody who was at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> well, he's a typecast. <laughs> the anti-hero. Yeah, you are John McClane well, forever. And you buddy. pepper a little Chris Tucker in there. Yeah, and it's perfect. And you got a fucking winner on your hands. And uh, isn't Gary, yeah, Gary Oldman's in there? Yep. Yeah. Fucking awesome. That is the only standout. Like, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Seen it a lot of times. Yeah. But I, like, I don't like sci-fi. I don't like those, this genre. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> it's 
It's the it's Lilu. It's Chris and it's Chris it's Tucker Chris with Tucker. the fucking blue hair. <laughs> it is good shit. Um Yeah, I didn't it took me a while to even I watched that show a couple times before I even realized what the fuck was going on, I think. Right. I'm, like, oh wait, she's not a person? No, she's the element. She's the thing. Oh. Oh, fuck, she okay. The, the, like, the bandage outfit on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so hot. Isn't she topless in it too? Uh, I don't I think, think you see full nude, do you? I don't know. I mean, even if you do though, she's she's got those enough. tiny ones. Yeah. Just nips, basically. Little yeah. nip mounts. Because I think they did the same thing in uh, uh, Resident Evil. Because she was in Resident Evil. There's a shower scene in that. And I think Ooh. they do the same thing. Like, it's topless. But there's not enough. <laughs> there's not, like, enough boob there to, like, feel like you saw boob. But you know you saw a nipple. It's kind of like you were in the. It's just enough to be like, yes. You were like, was that my eighth grade buddy Matt? or was? No, if Matt looked like that, I'd have fucked Matt for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this album is straight up more about sci-fi and, and movies, comics, and nerdy shit than the actual album. Uh-huh. It's fucking pretty cool, actually. Uh-huh. I like that. And uh, paralleling this to 68, which is They're much totally more personal. Vastly different. But if you dive deep in this album and say you just didn't even know these titles, because I would have never in a million years known what any of these names of the right. tracks mean. Uh-huh. If I had left that part out, and just listen to it, I, I would have never, it, it would have been, it, it's different looking at it that way. Because it's more just about, it, it's deep. There's some mm-hmm. complexity, the evil. There's like the, com, the constant talk about self-worth, transcending evil in this world, being mm-hmm. becoming, learning from bad and becoming good or yeah, yeah. overcoming obstacles. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's not the same as 68 by any stretch. But. No, but I think that's also kind of a cool little note to put on the fact that these, you know, the nerdy world, these guys are, you're grabbing onto these comics or these animes and these stories and things for reasons. And maybe for the guy writing these lyrics, that transcendence or whatever is what he's pulling from all these things. Right. You know, like that, that it's making, these are all making a positive impact on him for those reasons. And that's, it's cool. It's super cool to me that it's almost like a, like I said before, like a fifth or sixth regurgitation of the power of these stories that's hitting him. And now he's writing music that's hitting me for the same and different reasons at the same time. It's really cool. Well, because no matter what road you travel down in life, I mean, we're all doing the same shit. Yeah, they, and there's they many said that. There's, yeah. They said that. that's a that's a callback. Yeah. Add a, add a kid. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. All ro- many leads roads lead to one place. But we're not all that different, are we? No, not really. I mean, we get there a different route, but you just I, have to ask him, "Hey, weirdo, what kind of anime do you like? Can I have a cigarette?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, you got a smoke? You get ever it. watch X-Men? <laughs> Give me a dart and let's talk about nerd shit. <laughs> uh, dart. I'm like picturing that hot. Now, is that teenager check the uh Talia loot yeah she legal i don't know it's death so i think yeah but she looks young oh so like don't make it weird yeah okay looks like maybe 14 15 trying to figure out who you are i'm out just found a my chemical romance album yeah that kind of cool i'm glad i asked before i (laughs) i don't want to have like a (laughs) to catch a predator moment here yeah right Uh, okay wine coolers and condoms death (laughs) Get over here and let's do this. Creepy. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I would like to, um, as we've discussed and talked about in prior casts, I'd like to uh, not rate albums. Yeah, you're not well, going to rate this one. So I'm not going to rate it. Okay. <clears throat> I want to give this out of 137 dicks. Okay. It's a lot of dicks. Out of 136. Did I say seven, seven. or six? Out of 138 dicks, <laughs> okay. I'm to give this one a solid 117 dicks. Seven, 117. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I love an album that I did not like the first time. Yeah. That I end up liking. Me too. Um, definitely would have never in a million years like popped a track on. Oh, let me go check out the album. Kind of thing. Yeah, if you would have heard one of these tracks in like a radio playlist, it would have blended in. It would have, yeah, it would have just, uh, yeah. it had just been another song that played on the algorithm or mm-hmm. something like that. So, mm-hmm. super, super solid band. Yeah. I haven't listened to anything else from them yet, though. I need to give that away. Uh, they got a couple, they got one after this. And a fun, well, not a fun fact, it's actually a super bummer. In 2019, they released like three singles and, or two singles. Everybody was pumped on this new album and they, just fucking scrapped the whole goddamn thing. Really? Yeah. That's all they said. No backstory. No. No. Nope. They just said, you know what? We think this is shit. Okay. And maybe it was it. It got kind of. They released uh, those two singles from it, and maybe it was like, hey, this has been sitting for so long because of COVID, and we got shut down. We can't right. tour, um, and now the stuff we released, like those singles, are out there. We can't pull those back but we really fucking don't like everything else so fuck it and they really they just fucking shit can the whole thing now they're back on tour touring with uh touring on their old stuff still probably some new stuff but they're not they haven't announced pushing a new album or anything yet well i kind of a bummer huge amount of respect if 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 you to not put out a product because obviously it's your livelihood Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean i'm sure they're not making shit selling their or streaming their shit no, or whatever. I mean, but you, a, but you, tour, a, you, you tour off of it and you make revenue off yeah. of the album still. This is still a trailer band though. Like they don't have yeah. a bus. Oh, I mean, yeah. they might have a bus, but it's a Winnebago old school. Yeah. There's definitely like a, it's a, not, a distinct odor in there. Yeah. Touring rig. Yellow stains on things and stuff. It's not like those Prevost buses. No. You see Testament in and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> not happening. Not happening. Um, I played a sample of this for... Spencer, my buddy Spencer. Yeah. Um, last night, and he said, "Lamb of God." What are your thoughts of that? On that, um, is there any parallel there? Any connection? Just, just heavier music in general. Yeah, it very vague, right? Yeah, like a very I mean, vague connection. Lamb, Lamb of God's not going to have cleans. Like, did it have cleans in the in the sample that you played him? Um, I played such a no. It didn't. It didn't have any cleans. Yeah, I, mean, I just thought it was a, a stretch. No offense, Spencer. No, I mean, it's, it's, I think, uh, it's just, it it is heavier stuff. It might come on kind of the same playlist, but this is much more genty than Lamb of God. Lamb of God's much more like, uh, leather jacket metal. I like to call it. Um, are you a fan of of Lamb of God? God? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I like Lamb of God a lot actually, but for different, different kinds of, kinds of reasons, his fucking Randy's voice is so fucking, oh God. You, it's Randy, so fucking specific. We'll have to do. We'll do a later. Yeah, we'll fucking thing later. We'll go but, down that road. Yeah. I, it's just something that happened last night. I just just kind of curious because yeah. we were talking about the same sub genre. Like you have different camps that uh-huh. start up here at rock and roll, and uh, I just was like, uh, 
I don't know. I, I don't really listen to Lamb of God, so I didn't really know. Yeah, That's why I, I ask. Mean, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't it's be. I wouldn't the, feel strange. Earlier uh, Veil of Maya, for sure. You could you could hear under that I mean, metal umbrella. Yeah, you could hear that in the same thing. Sure. I don't know off this album though, but but yeah, you could do it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Heavier metal stuff. Yeah. Well, Ryan, is yeah. there anything you want to? I don't fucking know. Put a dot on an I or cross a T. No, I mean, we talked about all this stuff and we got super nerdy and we're supposed to, it was supposed to get nerdy. I thought I was going to throw you a curveball with like something that wasn't. I'm going to read into this lyric and it's going to mean all this shit. I was going to be like, I'm going to throw him this. It's going to sound heavy. And then I'm going to show up and be like, bitch, it's about nerd shit. (laughs) It's about comics. I was a little (laughs) thunderstruck when I, and that part was cool. Uh, Cause I always like, oh my fucking god! I just thought I just wish I had a Bauman's video. I wish I had a nerds. Video. I just wish I had a video when you like when it hit, how how big your brain went. It did because like I mean I have a I have an approach to these things. It's just listen to it and don't do anything. Yeah, like, don't read anything yet. Just listen. Uh-huh. Don't read the lyrics. Don't do a backstory. And yeah, it was a definite. Just like, oh my god! It was a definite. What the fuck? They really are just nerdy, nerdy weirdos over there it's complex and i like that i do i really cool. do there's a lot going on there so and 68's now on my list of things I, I i didn't listen to any more of their albums but i'm going to now you know to be honest with you i haven't listened to their other albums you haven't nope huh. uh, i've listened to a couple tracks off their latest one 2021 came out i don't even know the name but yeah. no yeah i haven't haven't uh for whatever reason i don't know well i'm gonna dive down it because i i appreciate that guy now yeah i uh, appreciated it his stuff and the other the other stuff. I didn't listen to Chariot though. I've there, I've heard a couple Chariot songs, but I'm not a Chariot. I love fan. me some Norma Jean, but I didn't listen to Chariot. So, well, yeah. folks, I hope you listen to both of these albums, and I hope you hate at least one of them, and you <laughs> hope you I hope you fucking disagree with us somehow. And the best part is, if you hated this one, come back in two weeks. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know what? This is. Uh, do you know your album for next week? Sure. I got a couple you can pick from. So, no, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. We'll tell them. Okay. Should we tell them? No, we're not going to tell you. We're not going to so tell you. So come back. You got you to gotta tune into the IG because we're mainly not going to tell you because I don't really know yet. Yeah. Um, not that this is a grand scheme of things or anything like that. Cliffhanger. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that wraps it up for today. We'll, we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. We'll be back. For another episode so check us out and just remember we're just a couple assholes in headphones all right peace